everyone, this is the 16th episode of the Pedal Podcast and I had the privilege to have my really good friend Jared Robinson with me on the pod this week, who's um, a brilliant person, really, really knowledgeable pedal person already. Uh, he got his first uh, world ranking tour point um, a few weeks ago in the FIP event in um, Roehampton in London. And um, yeah, basically, he's a really good uh, tennis and pedal coach now. He's just only focusing on pedal. He has um, really a really vital role at UK Pedal, and um, he's uh, coming uh, to Bristol. So we're going to have a bit of a, a play going on. And just on a personal note, we went to the same university uh, in the UK, to Manchester Metropolitan. We were classmates, so uh, we already seen each other back then. And uh, we just met at the graduation uh, ceremony just uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, lovely person, really good to talk to. And uh, yeah, hopefully you will enjoy it. I think it was a, it was a great episode. So please have a listen. Hi, everyone. This is the 16th episode of the Pedal Podcast, and I've got my really good friend, ex-classmate <laughs> from uni, Jared Robinson, with me. And uh, we've been, actually, when, when I started the podcast, I, I wanted to have Jared on straight away, and he was like, yeah, mate, but I'm I'm not really someone to talk to about paddle. And I'm like, yes, you're exactly the right person. So, Jared, welcome and and uh, thank you very much for hopping on the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, good to see you digitally all over again. Yeah, absolutely. We we just met. Um, what was that? Now almost two weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah, we met in we met in person uh, in Manchester at uh, our graduation. Uh, you, it was it was also funny because um, we will get into a lot more details because you're one of the um, one of the pioneers in uh, in how to deal with paddle in the UK because uh, you just basically uh, started the whole um, coaching and and looking into it and competing and whatnot and um, before we actually get into it uh, congratulations on your first uh, world ranking point. Yes. Oh, thanks so much. I'm still super pumped. It's been uh, a week uh, since the fifth London uh, last week, and yeah, still still buzzing uh, to get that world ranking point. And uh, I think I'm number one thousand one hundred and fifty six in the world, which uh, who's counting? But uh, still, it's really cool to have that number up there. And uh, yeah, pumped. So, so how was that? Just just tell us a bit more about it, because um, I know that you started competing. What was that? Two, three years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and and how's how's that? Because I'm I'm really intrigued about that. To be fair, because um I I like I sort of compete in like local level, but but you just uh, tempted me to to play the county, uh, which will happen in Rocket Pedal in November, and and I'm actually thinking about joining because um now I'm I'm sort of. Like we we play with the creme de la creme in Bristol and, and there's a really good uh, Wednesday league uh, in Rocket. And uh, to be yeah. fair, the level is is pretty decent. But yeah, we uh, we we try to play with with all the best players. We're still quite far away from uh, from London, I have to say, because uh, yeah. you're based around London, at least say yeah. greater London, like London. Yeah. Greater London is half of England, really. So um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and um and yeah, I just wanted to wanted to get your your journey really on on how you evolved into uh, a competitor. Yeah, so I um started competing right after COVID, pretty much. Um, just the the paddle club um 
opened down the road from my house about 20 minutes and uh, started playing there and and just thought I'd take a chance and enter a um, a local, I think it was a grade three um, in Watford at the David Lloyd out there and played with Bjorn, who's kind of like a, um, he's, he's pretty well known in the in the GB seniors. Um, and I played against Simon, who's been my consistent partner for the last 18 months. Uh, we lost to him like 6-2, 6-love, but uh, Simon and I just connected and we we just started playing tournaments whenever we could really, you know, some grade threes, some grade twos and started building it up from there obviously you know coming from tennis background we still had a lot to learn um didn't have the results straight away but um but yeah it's just it's been a roller coaster of a sort of 18 months um just learning as much as possible yeah i mean i would say so for people to to start with the grade five start with the local tournaments and um, most clubs have their internal leagues like you like you're talking about and that's that's a great way to kind of see where you are on the sort of paddle ladder. And uh, from there, you can, you know, you can take it as seriously as you want. That's, I think, the great thing about paddle is you can, you know, you can play once a month if you want to and, and still love it. Or you can practice five, six times uh, a week and really try try go for it. So, um, yeah, so paddle, paddle, as you know, is, is for everyone. So Bjorn is... Barry Coffey's partner as well. And I don't know if you know Barry. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He's um he's he's an absolute absolute lovely, lovely guy. And um and everyone knows Barry Coffey. Yeah, yeah. He was on your pod uh, uh, yeah, a couple so, of times ago. He's such a lovely chap as well. And and I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bjorn just uh, sustained a pretty bad injury in exactly, yeah, shoulder shoulder injury. Uh so so he's been out. Quick recovery for you, Bjorn. And yeah, so you were from South Africa originally. Um, it's hard to pick up your accent. I'm joking. <laughs> um, and and you have a tennis background. So what's your tennis background then? So yeah, I played um, national level in South Africa. I was sort of top five in the country by under 18s. And um, pretty much the route everybody took then was to get a scholarship to the US, um, the tennis scholarship. So so that's what I did. I played for James Madison University uh, in Virginia. And yeah, what a great experience. I think I, I still recommend that for, for tennis players here in the UK and, and South Africa. Um, the university system there is, is so strong. And it's such a great way to, you know, you're in a team environment, you training in the gym, you're training on court, you're playing competitive matches, you know, every second day. So um, so that's kind of my background. And then straight from college, I, I went into tennis coaching. So I've been coaching tennis for over 10 years, um, you know, at that sort of college level, um, some futures level as well. And then obviously coaching is not all about the the elite. You've also got to be doing sort of the red ball, orange ball, green ball um, transition and, and adults as well. So, um, so yeah, my, my coaching background is pretty extensive in terms of coaching from sort of, you know, five-year-olds and um uh, called ankle biters <laughs> little uh, cheeky ones to you know to 80 90 year olds who just want to have a, a fun time so um so that's that's my tennis background and um yeah so i coached in in the us then for for sort of five years moved back to south africa coached there for about four years and then moved to sweden my wife got a scholarship to to study in sweden and i pitched up there 
and got a job at a, at a, a you know big club with 10 tennis courts and three paddle courts and I was coaching tennis and um and saw this weird sport <laughs> and uh for the first year I walked past the paddle courts and I was like this is a sport for people that can't play tennis and like I looked at it I was like no like I'm not gonna waste my time with that and uh and then eventually one of my good friends invited me to play in like a Monday night match and I played and then like a month later played again and um you know just started playing a little bit more and then actually COVID came and um during that time Mikey Yanguas uh who you know is sponsored by Euro Finance um the the owner of Euro Finance was a member at uh my club in Sweden and so he got Mikey to come over and was training with some of our um guys who were playing a lot of paddle at the time and I saw these guys playing and I was like that looks like a lot of fun um and obviously Mikey had you know the sponsors and everything and he's a young guy and he's trying to make a career out of it and I thought geez so paddle is actually happening around the world um and and then just around that time moved to the UK um and got tried to get back into tennis but wasn't really happening and, and then like I said earlier the courts opened up 20 minutes from our house the paddle courts was lucky enough to get the the coaching job there we're still doing part-time tennis and part-time paddle but um now in the last sort of six months i've gone full-time paddle which is amazing loving it yeah no it's um there's a few things which i wanted to reflect and obviously um Yanguas is is such a great player he's now playing with bella and um and he's sponsored by varlian that's his uh racket sponsor and and varlian i mean i play with varlian so um i, I can only just uh give a shout out here to fram via verde as well and and the paddle company and the man yeah, they 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 do a brilliant job in in terms of like um, getting all these uh, brands out there, Volt and RS as well, and RS is, is Swedish, uh, obviously Robin Söderling, and um, Youngwest seems like a really really nice chap to actually approach. Um, I I had Norby Namchek on on my um, on my on my pod. Um, and, and I always say that we are from the same country. So he's, he's, um, from the same city actually. So we, we are from mm -hmm. both from Budapest and, and his very first guest on his peddler podcast was young us. Wow. So yeah, I, I really like young us's play. And to be fair, uh, the two, uh, top Vardian players, uh, young us and John sons are so much fun to watch. They're they're just absolutely unbelievable to actually watch what they do and how they play and and it's just uh, it, it's just the not the power game necessarily what they play but they play with flair so it's really good for young guys that he uh, he's playing with Bella and um, and and they are okay I'm not saying that they're gonna win um, a major anytime soon or a masters anytime soon if they ever will I don't think Bella is at that stage now in his career when he's gonna really go for titles but he already had quite a few so he's he's uh yeah he's uh he's the undisputed uh goat so uh so yeah and and the other thing is that I guess you sort of wished that you you would have played when you actually just walked past the pedal courts. And the third thing is that I think most of us who are like really, really dedicated tennis players, for us, pedal and also pickleball, but I still believe pickleball is the same thing as what we're, um, what I'm going to say now, is that it's like a recreational sort of um, like something. Which, 
build up your, your fitness towards tennis. And once you start play paddle on a, on a fairly high level and on an intense level, you just realize, oh my God, this is so much fun. It is, it is unbelievably great to, to play with players who are like a lot better than you. And you're like, okay, now I really have to get to that level. Mm. So, so I know what you mean. And, and I wish that like what first time I've heard about pedal was in 2011 actually. And, um, and I, I just heard about it and, and, you know, everyone is, is like a little bit cocky about it. All the, all the better tennis players who, who can actually hit a really good ball and who can beat mm. it and, and that we're all like, yeah, they're all just substitute for tennis. It's not going to be as much fun. We're all tennis players. Mm. We're, you know, quite snobbish tennis players. So we're just going to stay at yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to try this. And the yeah. same thing happened to me. Literally, I tried it and I was like, this is so much. <laughs> and then you, then you, when you realize that you're not a tennis player anymore or like solely a tennis player or on a pedal court, you're not a tennis player. That's when you can actually start getting better at this sport. And, yeah. and yeah, I, I wish, I really wish that I started to play earlier and I wish that I could compete. I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to get to the national team, maybe the seniors, um, in Hungary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I started not even a year ago, so, um, this will be my second test. I'm going home next week. Um, and this will be my second test to, to see where I am, um, with the Hungarian players. There's, there's quite a few really, really good Hungarian players, but we are still mm-hmm. nowhere near the, even the English level. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm actually quite intrigued to see that. That's about me. So yeah. you are coaching. You said tennis and paddle, and which one do you enjoy more? Well, yeah, uh, I'm not coaching tennis anymore. Uh, so for the last yeah for the last sort of three summers, I've done you know pretty much only tennis um, because it's a good chunk of. Um, you know, the year and was a good chance to, to make some money, obviously, because, you know, we self-employed um, and the paddle has still been growing. So, so UK paddle at Holmer Green opened about um, 18 months ago. And so didn't quite have the traction. So I was still coaching tennis, but in the last sort of three to six months, I guess, from the beginning of this year, um, things have, have taken off at the club and I think in the country, uh, to be honest. Um, and, and, you know, took the gamble to not do any tennis this summer and, and it's paid off because it's been really, really busy. Um, I mean, just coming back to the, the FIP, um, I played the FIP last year and lost in the qualifications, but, you know, there weren't as many people around. There weren't as many, you know, sponsors and, and things like that. And and now, you know, 12 months later and it's absolutely boomed, um, you know, that was something like 150 200 people it was you know food and drinks and 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 sponsors and it was such a cool vibe um and and that's just in 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 12 months um so so yeah it's growing and and yeah like you said i think i think paddle you have such a fast learning curve i think that's also another reason why people love it so even though maybe you started a year ago and i started you know a couple of just a, you know two three years ago um you can still pick it up fairly quickly. Obviously, you don't. You need to get to the sort of ten thousand hours uh, to to master that skill. But I think you can be well on your way fairly quickly. Which I think, compared to tennis, if you think about say a say a slice serve, if you're a complete beginner, it's going to take you 
a year to learn a slice serve where in paddle you you know if you want to learn the double glass you spend you know a few weeks on it you start using it in the matches and you're not going to master it in in you know in a month but you're going to understand it and be able to pull it off you know once in a while um so that is the the, the draw card I think for paddle is your your learning curve is, is so short um but then for coaches it's it's strange because tennis um clients you can keep for much longer because there's so much to learn and it's so so technical with paddle and you don't necessarily keep the client as much so it's more group lessons um where you're doing sort of game situations and then um and then a lot of the time it's just people come for a few lessons and then they go they, they leave and, and go play matches which i love you know for me that's that's the best there's still so many people in the uk that need to even try the sport so if if you know i'm the guy to sort of be in the middle to say okay come try the sport you know, a few of the skills and then go on your way i'm happy to be that person yeah and and uh what you said about uh coaching is is interesting and i think tennis is i'm i'm biased but i think tennis is the hardest sport around um mm. and, and some people say golf is because obviously you're always hitting um just a standstill object but but tennis that's that's the beauty of it that literally you cover a really big court like it's a massive mm. think about it that you can put wherever and it's still gonna be mm -hmm. so far away from you and yeah. have you have an equipment in your hand you you have a ball which you might not be accustomed to you have your shoes which are not performing to your standard um, and you can just have like an off day sometimes i have a day when like my service is my biggest strength in tennis and yeah. I played three days ago and it felt like oh my god what's happening to my serve i don't know why it's not coming off it wasn't yeah i almost won the match so it, it wasn't yeah. horrific but yeah. i get the free points which which i usually get from serves and it, it was just really strange so you know and and also what your mind does to you and that's yeah. why paddle is a little bit easier because you don't really have that many off days i don't think even yeah. if you're not playing that well if you just keep the ball in play it's gonna come and yeah. i think it's a lot easier for tennis players as well. And when you said that, and and I and I really and I really like your thought process about yeah, okay. So we started not long ago, but be, be, because we have a really strong tennis background, we will get better at it. We just mm. have to get the basics right, and then we we have to realize okay, the shot selection is so vital. But mm -hmm. for example, our smashes, the the guys who started to play paddle when they were like 10 or 12 they're not going to have the same velocity and the same power behind their smashes as we do because that's mm. our thing so yeah it's um it's it's an interesting one and i um and and you know as as you said that as well i mean i i highly recommend it for everyone and and i think it's uh it's a, it's a great thing that that you you are actually making the effort to okay now just focus on paddle it, it's definitely on the rise and what you said about the 12 months yeah we can see that like literally just boomed 12 months ago in bristol there was one court which just opened <laughs> or or courts i mean semi-indoor courts in lock lees mm. um shout out to roxy here and um and she's doing a, a brilliant job with lock lees and pedal for all but then all of a sudden we've got 32 indoor courts in in uh, bristol <laughs> so 
just, uh, let me just count it, uh, 31, sorry. And it's just crazy to to see that that's happening. And, and you know, Marcus is doing a great job in Weir Paddle. And, and obviously, Marcus is doing a great job in Rocket Paddle. So, you know, all these guys are doing a really, really good job in general. But it's still... <laughs> Yesterday I played in in Weir Paddle um, and it was great because I I uh, we we haven't uh, came across with um, Tom Shipton apart from uh, the uh, paddle coach we yeah. we haven't came across yet uh, in terms of on the court just you know we we had uh, quite a few lengthy chats but but not like on the court and it was great to play together and yesterday we could and it was quite sad to see that we still have a lot of free courts yes it was still yeah. working hours but you know it's just it's just still in the beginning of this process and when you see derby for example with weir paddle they're always full and it's great to see that derby yeah. is doing that and there's there's a positive um in a way it's it's a it's a it's a positive like curve what derby did and i think we are in that trajectory now in Bristol that, yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to have all these courts full. Uh, there's going to be a competitive paddle all, all around. And we are still ahead of our time because I think yeah. a lot of people still don't know what's happening and what's going to hit them soon. So yeah, that's, that's about that thought. And, and yeah. the 12 months is still really premature to, to, to even think about like maybe the fit will be, I don't know, in Wembley in a, in a couple of years, you don't know. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely crazy or it's not going to be a, a FIP. It's going to be a, um, you know, a world pedal tour or a premier pedal. So it's, it's, yeah. it's what's happening. What's yeah. your question with UK pedal? So yeah, UK pedal, they, they're the guys, um, shout out to Nick and Neil, um, who, who took me on board, um, 18 months ago. Uh, they built the courts in, um, Homer green in, in Buckinghamshire and they, yeah, they live up that way, and and they're focusing on 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 Buckinghamshire as um, as a county, and yeah, they they're pretty wide in terms of the the business that they they offer. They they did the live streaming for the FIP this year uh, and last year actually. Um, they obviously we offer coaching, going to be building some more facilities around, um, you know, events, all all that kind of stuff based around um, paddle facilities, and. Yeah, and I'm going to be spearheading the the coaching, trying to get more ladies playing, trying to get more juniors playing, and um, and and build a program around that. And and that's kind of my personal goal within within the business is to to just get more people on court trying this beautiful sport. I think you know I just keep imagining. I don't know what the population of the UK is: sixty million people or so, mm-hmm. and we have what three hundred ish courts in the UK. Um, going back to Sweden, they've got over 4,000 courts for, you know, similar population. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, the story that, sorry, let me stop you there. 10 million people live in Sweden. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I just know that because we, we actually spoke about it and it's, and it's quite close to the Hungarian population and they have 4,000 courts and it's sort of, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit too, too quick for its own good, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. Too quick, no. But I think what um, I was reading the Playtomic uh, market report for 2023. I don't know if you read that uh, this week, but they showed an interesting curve of Sweden, how they were like there were way too few courts um, for the demand, and they just built too many courts. Uh, but anyway, it'll it'll balance out. Um, 
And but coming back to to what I was saying is I still think there are so many people that need to try the sport. I mean, every week I'm on the court and somebody's, you know, I ask, you know, how did you hear about it? And they say, oh, I saw it on social media and it looked cool. And they just came to to try it out. So, you know, that's still going to continue to happen for a very, very long time. I think um, if 10% of the population have tried the sport already, I think that's a lot. And I, I still think so many more are going to try. Like, like we were saying earlier, you know, I've had tennis guys that have said, I'm never going to touch a paddle racket. But I think we'll soften them up over time. What do you think? Yeah, I think so as well. Because I, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying it to all my, all my really good friends back home as well. Because I think now in Bristol with my tennis club, it's a lot easier to get the guys start to play. And the other thing is that we have two courts in Redland Green. You really have to come down to Bristol, by the way. Yeah, that you have um, a newcomer in the world. So congratulations. Yes. Uh, obviously, time will be a little bit easier for you. For you. I'm, I'm more than happy uh, to to guide you through the Bristol courts. But yeah, that's that's just um, a side note. So yeah, I think I think we we are in the process in the UK where where the um, PR and um, and just the the whole communication about it is is really kicking in like like what i feel is that like all the all the um social media uh bbc they see the reports about it they hear about it now in the states they're doing the same thing i don't know i don't live in hungary anymore so it's 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 hard for me to judge but what i can just see from the really good tennis players who are like my my good friends i mean like the amateur circuit they're not really trying it because they're like nah no so i don't the the PR machine is working that well in Hungary as as it does in the UK and i and i hope so that a lot of people will try this sport because because it is something which you can get hooked and one thing is that i absolutely love to play the other thing is that both you and me we've just seen the business opportunity within as well because when you start something yeah it, it, at the moment it's still it's it's still not there what we like to do because you know we still have to do site hassles and we still have to you know you see still have to do the coaching if you could actually just mm-hmm. live from from generating this interest it would be even better mm-hmm. and i know like uh, we we went to the same uni together so we we did the master's degree in um, sports management and business in manchester metropolitan and and the reason behind it was that both of us wanted to be behind uh, the scenes in a way, not really the front runners. And I don't mind being doing the podcast. And and I think it's it's really beneficial for the sport. And that's why I started the whole thing. And I don't think you mind being a coach, but when we're going to turn 40, not, not like, you know, it's not going to be tomorrow, but it's not too far away, I have to say for either of us, yeah. then, then, you know, it, it would be quite good to actually like transfer this knowledge, what we built up over the years. So I think we are on the right track, both you and me, and also UK Paddle, not your like sort of company, but UK, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, both to be fair. And I think Tom Murray is doing a brilliant job. I think I think the LTA is 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 taking good care of it. There's still a lot to be done, and there's still a lot which which needs to be looked at, and and uh, you know they they still need to come up with uh, with a better. Um, you know, th- there needs to be, 
I wouldn't even say like a tournament every week, but there needs to be like a national uh, grade two league. And 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 yes, Ian Culligan is doing a brilliant uh, job with iPaddle, and and I'm saying all these guys to to just um, to just bring the focus to paddle in the UK. And I think we are on the right track, but we're still a few years away from yeah. from actually reaching what this sport deserves. What's your record? Because I've seen that it was a weird record. I know that you you said so. I have to also admit when I when I started to play paddle, I asked you on what racket I should be using, and you you told me yeah. a few recommendations, which I obviously didn't go with. No, <laughs> I have. <laughs> but then you were mentioning Knox, and that you you actually tried Knox and and you liked it, and that's that's what you've been using. And now I've just seen it that it was a really weird special uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> Um, UK paddle rackets. What is it exactly? Yeah, so yeah, I started with the Knox ML10 uh, cup. I think that's kind of a um, a go-to starter racket. Um, you know, nice round shape, um, solid bat, and and was really happy with it. And and the guys uh, at, at UK paddle, they um, they started um, building their their own rackets. Um, and the one that I'm playing with now is, is, is one of theirs. It's a teardrop shape, um, head heavy with the rough surface and hard foam. And for me, it's just, I think tennis players, from my experience of, of, of coaching and, and, and asking people to try rackets and, and see, and actually, again, coming back to Fran, we're going to be hosting a, a racket testing in the next couple of weeks at our club. Um, yeah, such a great guy and, and such good rackets. Um, but Tennis players love uh, a harder foam and a harder sort of um, uh, carbon. And um, I also love the Valion uh, and and hence the the um, link up with, with Fran. Um, but this one that I'm playing with, it just, yeah, it's, it's suiting my game at the moment. Uh, I like the rough surface a lot. It just gives a little bit of bite uh, sort of on the bandeja and on, on the volleys and on the serve as well. So, so yeah, that's what I'm playing with. But uh, I had a knock with Fran a couple of weeks ago and he brought out like 50 rackets and it was an amazing experience because I got to try, you know, a Robin Soderling that had exactly the same carbon, but with different foams and get to feel that sensation. And then rackets with the same foam, but different surfaces and get, you know, different, you know, 8K, 12K carbons and, and get to feel that. So yeah, so my recommendation for people starting is is to go with sort of what you can afford. That might mean a fiberglass racket, and and that's okay. Just get on get on court, uh, and then from there, it depends on how seriously you're going to take it. Are you going to then you know buy a Valion like you've gone and done, um, or or been given? I don't know how you got it, but you know I went from the Knox to the um, Adidas to the Metal Bone, so that's you know head heavy, hard hard foam for newcomers probably going to be a fiberglass racket to be honest i wouldn't recommend it because oh, they're going to break within like i sorry to interrupt again i don't know i i'm i'm never really a fan of of buying some cheaper thing yes maybe if you're not going to get into it but just just uh rent some rackets and when you committed that you're going to play then buy a better one and i'm and i'm not talking about like you know, a, a lot of the guys bought a bull paddle, which was like 60, 65 quid, but that was a full carbon frame, um, pretty good value for money. Um, I did the same with a with a drop shot um, and and I bought a, bro- a drop shot um, from uh, from the Cathlon. 
and and good records it, it was actually quite hard foam and 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 it was a 3k carbon i think but a full full face carbon as well and i just i don't know i think you should actually i'm not saying buy the rialto um rs for like 350 quid but i'm saying that like you know you should be buying a record over 150 quid and look for look for the um you know, there, there was a, there was sale on on bull paddle. There's sale on not tennis. Like, like mm. look for these these opportunities and buy something which is a little bit better because you're not gonna regret it. And the other thing is that the fiberglass is gonna break. It's gonna mm. break soon. But and you bought something for sixty quid, which is gonna yeah. break. And 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 I just don't like. I but like that's what I. But that's what I did. That's what I. You know, I I went on um to. Uh, website got my Knox uh, ML10 for uh, for a very good price, and so you know I, I agree 100. percent If if that if you like, but I knew I was going to be playing paddle quite a lot, but my experience with um, you know the other 90 percent of people that are going to come and try the sports eventually is they're a little bit nervous to you know are they going to just try it once and then and then throw it in the cupboard, so that's where people go. And that, that's just the, the reality that I've seen over the last two years. You know, I don't know how many people have come through the doors is they buy the cheap one and then and then if they're going to carry on, they buy a better one. It's good advice, but do, are people going to listen? That's <laughs> up to them. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, and you said that, like, I asked about your shoes as well, and I was quite intrigued about your shoes because they look like a Lacoste, but I've just told by mm. you, they weren't so what are your shoes what you yeah oh my gosh that's a funny story i was playing the grade two at the ntc and we got to the oh geez quarterfinals or semi-finals against uh, rafa and sam um on the sunday and i got to the courts and i forgot my shoes so i i play i was playing with asics and you know really nice comfortable grippy shoes um but I ran across to Roehampton and um, Craig, my partner for the FIP uh, last week, he, you know, got me in there, said they're going to have paddle shoes and, and they were the, the best paddle shoes that they had. They're really, really nice. They're Wilson, I think they're called Chaos. Um, you know, they're really stylish and they, they have a different shape, um, sort of rubber underneath instead of the sort of um, herringbone shape. They've just got sort of uh, lines horizontally across which is a little bit different, but the rubber is really soft and grippy. Um, and, and yeah, I think if people are going to spend money on a racket or shoes, I think, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm torn between the two. Obviously, you want a really good racket, but if you're going to fall on your backside uh, before you hit a forehand, yeah. Stop. I, I just absolutely lose it. There was um, uh, the Make the Shift uh, 90 uh, tournament now, the first one by Brett Howard uh, up in Manchester. And and I've just seen all these brilliant football players like Nicky Butt and Ryan Giggs and, and, you know, all those guys. And they were playing in running shoes and I'm losing it. Uh, yeah. I have lateral support. But yeah. my really good friend and, and the guy who I won um, two amateur nationals with, said to me and he's a tennis coach as well is that all you need for tennis nothing else a good shoe and a good racket everything else is is subpar because basically you just need those things to be really solid and stable and then you could build on 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 those foundations so if you ask me to buy better shoes or better racket i would say buy both 
because you yeah. need them. You need them. Yeah. It's 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 not a too expensive sport. We're not talking about sailing. We're not talking about like horse riding. We're talking about yeah. a fairly reasonably priced sport. But if you want to do it, yeah. and and I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about like you know twice a week, once a week, just for fun. Yeah. You don't want to get injured. You don't want to. You don't want to feel that, like you know. Even if you play with a broken racket, it can cause you vibrations in your in your mm. elbow, which which are not which are not good. So, what you said is true. You have to buy either. If you have to buy either or, I would say just you know go go and yeah. and I know that it's a big investment because you don't really want to spend two hundred and fifty three hundred quid for a good pair of shoes. And a good racket, but look, it's an investment. And uh, what was a really good quote, and I and I always like to go back into it. Andy Catchpole was saying it, the uh, country manager for uh, for Pedal Point, is that these rackets are not gonna, like, hopefully, not gonna break. If they break within a certain period of time, I know that all these big brands will get you a new one. A, mm-hmm. B, you're not gonna uh, need to restring it. So, you know, a restring is like 20, 25 quid. If you count that up and if you're just not like a really big string breaker, you break every two months, let's say, that's 100 quid in, mm. in or yeah. 150 if you if you use um, just, just more expensive strings. So yeah. I think buy both because I, I absolutely lose it when I see people in running shoes because the running shoes are good for one thing. Going forwards, maybe going backwards if someone likes to to run that way, but not sideways. And in paddle, you move a lot laterally, so you need with the lateral support. So I'm I'm sorry to to be this this pushy about this topic, but I I need to emphasize it. And and I'm a big lover of tennis shoes and and um, and paddle shoes, which are pretty much the same. Like essentially, they're same the only thing is the sole what you mentioned but on some cords they do recommend the clay cords so the herringbone the full herringbone and on some they do have those sort of circles uh mm. in the of the foot so uh so yeah don't yeah i think if you get on a pedal cord just please please splash some cash and enjoy it the yeah. way yeah and, and my college coach in in the u.s when i played there we i had a, had a uh, sponsor um, for our kit, but he didn't take a sponsorship for the shoes because he said to us, whatever shoes you feel comfortable in, I'm going to get them for you. So at the time I was playing with the Adidas Barricades. Uh, we're coming back to tennis now, but anyway. Um, but, you know, some of the guys like the Nike Vapors and and he was just like, whatever, your feet have to be good. And I think the same goes uh, for paddle. You have to, you know, has to support you, but then also has to do the job of, you know, protecting your ankle and and not slipping yeah exactly what, what you said as well and and i just wanted to get on that one because i mentioned uh mikey yanguas and, and john sans and and yanguas is playing in the roger pros on uh running shoes mm. they're just called on and john sans is actually playing the vapor 11s or mm. vapor, i think vapor pro twos or vapor 11s it's it's hard to hard to uh to pick which one is which but i think he mm. plays in vapor 11s so they are using tennis shoes there's obviously bull paddle has their own shoes um and and you know for example uh stupa uses uh munich and all this and mm. that so so that's about it 
I want to ask you a question, but before I do, you follow the WPT and the Premier pedal, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's the player? Player, geez, I mean, I like Mikey a lot. I think if he was on the left, I, I mean, I, I, I love playing on, on the left. Um, but, geez, I, don't I like... Know he's not on the left. I really don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I know, especially with Bella. He should yeah. be... Uh, with That's Bella, he should... Yeah, I, I don't know if, if maybe Bella's kind of grooming him for the future uh, to, to be, a, you know, the next GOAT and kind of trying to maybe help him make those um, sort of shot selections. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure because he's, he's taller, you know, he's <laughs> he's younger. Um, so yeah, and, and the right, you know, you got to be a little bit more sort of uh, defensive. But I, I mean, I love... <laughs> I don't like to be the guy that always chooses the best, but um, Galan, I think he, he just seems like such a nice guy. Um, and he plays on the left. He's got, you know, tree trunks for legs. Uh, he's so strong. Um, and, you know, I played with the metal bone for a while, kind of just because he played with the metal bone. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they'll get their number one spot back. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... <sighs> You say the best, and I think Coelho at the moment is just so much better than anyone. Um, but I know what you mean, and I really do support LeBron and Galan, and and I do have the LeBron racket as well in my bag. So it's it's um, um, it's the uh, Varley and Avant and uh, and the Technical Viper by uh, by Babolat, which I have in my bag. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I think now Stupa and Dineno are so good as well. Now Stupa had that injury, and 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 even with mm. injured and and you know bandaged um, left hand, they were in the final, and and they were toe to toe with Coelho and Tapia, so yeah. uh, in Mendoza in Argentina. So it's yeah. I mean, I, I, I hope, think... and that that does a world of good that there's like three pairings which are really close to each other. Yeah, I think the guys are going to get more and more physical as as the sport grows. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Dineno, even Stupa, uh, Chingato, they're kind of, they're small guys. Uh, you know, I think you look at Mikey and, and Bella as well uh, is, is a small, small guy. I think as more money comes into the sport, as it, you know, grows go globally, I think it's going to be kind of like, you know, like the tennis players. Okay, you've got Schwarzman, but most players are sort of over six foot two. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think, I think Cuello is amazing. I think the the right hand and left hand combo, for me, is the toughest to play against when you've got the forehands both in the middle, and that makes it really really difficult to do to defend because you can't just get away with pushing an easy one back down the middle because they're going to hurt you. Um, where I think if if say um. Galan got a lefty as a partner. I think he'd be quite dangerous. Yeah, LeBron. Not, yeah, his attitude is uh, yeah, something else. But with John Suns, because obviously Galan was playing with John Suns when uh, when um, LeBron was injured, and and they were doing really well. Like the last last result, they went toe to toe with Coelho and Tapia in yeah. in a final, and um, yeah. they almost they almost had them. So John Suns is getting a lot better and i feel that like now he's playing with uh, he went back to Poki Nieto and and he's a really good player as well a really good young player but when i say mm -hmm. young Coelho is 20. <laughs> yeah. Scary. yeah 
about it. Like he's just 20. He's like, he's like Alcaraz. But the only thing is that Alcaraz and going back to the tennis theme is that Alcaraz is six foot. So it's, it's uh, like, but he's, he's just special, but I'm not going to go into that one. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Alcaraz and I, and I love him to bits, but but uh, yeah, Coelho seems like a cheat code. Uh, he's six four, I believe. So mm-hmm. he's uh, six three. Um, mm-hmm. So he's 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 unbelievable as well. And 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 I and I do think that LeBron will be back to his uh, his best soon. And and he's not too far away. I've seen them beat uh, Alex Ruiz and Teo in Mendoza and and they played some exceptional pedal so I think mm-hmm. I think it's really close it's coming um and uh, maybe beginning of next year who knows but they're gonna be back to their best and um and god god help us if they do because that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> fireworks last question before I let you go I want you to to because you're thesis in uni was about paddle and i wanted you to to talk about it a little bit because um it's it's a really interesting one and i think you should make it public because it would be uh it would be a really good good thing to see because you had quite a bit of research about it and i just wanted to ask about your findings yeah so we uh well uh what i did was looking at the uk player demographics and their commitment to the sport and their spending um, so we only had about 70 respondents, so not the sort of biggest um, pool of respondents. So maybe not the most, most accurate data, but what I found was it's a sport dominated by sort of older white men, which is <laughs> uh, interesting. So sort of looking at where the sport can grow, you're in the same situation as me. We want the sport to grow. Uh, we know what it's about. We want you know people to be active. We want people to be enjoying themselves. and and picking up a new skill and meeting new people, all that fun stuff. And the way the sport is going to grow sustainably is going to be with women, more women in the sport and more juniors in the sport. And I didn't get to tackle the problem of why that's not the issue. Um, but I think in the UK specifically, you've got so many competing traditional sports to paddle. You've got, you know, footballs, tennis, Geez, what else is out there? Squash, even cricket, rugby. You've golf. got all these uh, golf. You've got these traditional sports where um, there's been a history of um, maybe opportunity within the sport to say, okay, if you do well, you can go to college in America or you can, can play pro or, or whatever. With paddle, there's not really that carrot at the end of the stick. You know, there's for, for, for parents to send their juniors to go play paddle. But as you've seen, it's, it's only growing. You know, it's uh, with Premier Paddle in these cool locations, like in the French Open Stadium and and the Italian Open Stadium, and with you know more prize money on the line and um, you know FIPS here now. So I think that's going to be the the carrot at the end of the stick. Um, and then also within my thesis, we're looking at spending, and and that was for the the business people out there. Is the better someone gets at the sport, the more they're going to spend. Um, and that was, you know, in, in the data pretty much. So as if you're, if you have paddle courts, you want to, you know, get people into the coaching, get them improving and have a sort of, you know, a, a, a way for them to buy equipment from you. Um, if they, you know, go and buy from, you know, online shops and, and things like that, you're going to be missing out on that business. So, but yeah, 
as people are improving, they're going to be spending more. And with so many new people coming into the sport and hopefully improving, uh, yeah, the whole the whole sort of paddle infrastructure is going to be just just growing. So it's not just about the courts; it's about you know paddle um, shops, you know balls, kits, shoes, um, even you know things like live streaming there's you know there's a couple of players out there that are live streaming um events and it's all going to be be growing that's just that's just my gut feel yeah i do i do hope so and uh we are at that stage where we need more of everything i always like to go back to this uh this quote um and yeah jared it has been a pleasure it has been coming for a long time but we finally got yeah. it together Next time is Bristol with a paddle racket in your hand. And we're yes. there. Uh, for you, I'm going to go to the right. Uh, rel- <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and let's, let's just get something going. It was great to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, and I mean, 18th and 19th of November, county championships enter. Hope to see you there. If I'm not there in Bristol before then, then um, yeah. Let's uh, let's get a match in. You Thanks so much for having me. You should be here. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, all the best. Cheers, keep on. Well.